What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jordan, and this is Desmond, and welcome to episode ten of Two Black Nerds. Ten. That's right. Wow, it's that time once again for us to bring you our opinions and hot takes on all things fandom, pop culture, and entertainment. As always, you can find Two Black Nerds wherever you get your podcast. Please, 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 please make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a friendly rating and comment to show your support. And of course, join in on the conversation each and every week by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Black Nerds. We appreciate the love y'all we got a lot to get to today bro we got mad trailers to talk about yeah. we got a couple of movies to review and we got some other you know little, little smaller topics to talk about they're not really small but you know we definitely gotta gotta highlight them um so it's gonna be a jam-packed episode uh but before we get into this week's topics man you know we dropped uh, the queen and slim content last week we had our non-spoiler mm. and spoiler reviews uh dropped last week um to i think much anticipation yeah, from man. from the sense that I get. I had a lot of people hit me up about those episodes, Word. man. People were hitting me up talking about like, "Hey, I listened, I saw the movie. Y'all made some great points here. Or I might disagree with this, but like, wow. I still kind of agree with this." Like, people were texting me, just like letting me know their thoughts on like not only our review but the mm-hmm. movie as a whole. And I think you know more people are going to see it over these next few weeks. But it was really exciting to get that feedback from y'all. I don't know if you heard anything this past week, but it was uh, it was cool to see like y'all hit me up. Thank you for doing that. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man, that's what's up. I had personally haven't heard too much. Um, unless you know somebody was like mentioning us on Instagram, oh yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. giving yeah. Uh, their feedback, or you know, we put out a prompt too. I think on Instagram for sure. And a couple of people wrote you know things underneath uh, to tell us what they thought. Um, but yeah, man, that's, I haven't really got too much, but it's dope that you did. Oh no, for sure, man, definitely. Um, if you have any thoughts or opinions on Queen and Slim or our thoughts on Queen and Slim and our reviews, man, just hit us up. Um, have a conversation with us. We definitely uh, we will reply and engage in that conversation with y'all, um, especially like for the movies that you want to check out. So keep doing us keep hitting us up on social um at two black nerds and with all of that said man let's get into this week's topics man so we got a lot of trailers like i mentioned we have mulan black widow mm. wonder woman Ugh, 2020 like the females are coming hard and strong the future is female everything we also got ghostbusters afterlife that dropped today yeah. um as of this recording we got a new james bond trailer we're going to be talking about no time to die dan craig's final appearance um, we also got, I didn't expect this trailer to come out, but we got a trailer for season two of The Boys Ooh. on Amazon Prime, probably my favorite TV show of this year that's not named Watchmen. Right. Uh, we'll also be <laughs> talking about Marriage Story, which debuted on Netflix this past weekend. It's gotten a lot of hype. Um, boy, some hearts were probably broken watching that. And then we'll also be talking about A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, uh, the film that is or isn't about Mr. Rogers. We'll talk a little bit more about that in our review. Uh, but yeah. again, got a lot to get to. Also today, the, the the Golden Globes decided to drop their nominations, and uh, we have some thoughts and opinions on those. Mm. And finally, um, an extraordinary um, event happened yesterday, Miss Universe. Um, we will be discussing all of the late-breaking news from that event that happened last night. So, man, with all of that said, let's get into our very first trailer talk. Um, let's start with Disney. Let's start with 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 what Disney came with. They uh, they dropped a few trailers last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear and apparent that 2020 is going to be loaded. Yeah. Everybody's gearing up. We're in the you know the final month of 2019, so everybody's sort of gearing up to get those trailers out for the big event movies happening in 2020. Mm-hmm. And we got the Mulan trailer last week. So Mulan is obviously you know going to be uh, sort of based off of the um, the 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 animated film from from the 90s, uh, but it won't be a musical. 
this movie will not be a musical. Um, it's actually going to be uh, significantly different than the musical, the animated musical that we got in the 90s. Um, and it's going to be a little bit more faithful to the original Mulan tale mm -hmm. um, from original sort of folklore. Um, and so this trailer came out, man. you have any initial thoughts on what, what you saw out of uh, this brand new Mulan trailer? Man, a lot of people still disagree that it, of his existence, right? Like, a lot of people are like, Mulan, why are they doing all these live-action movies? First you got, I don't know, Beauty of the Beast and Lion King. Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. But, y'all, this, this one right here, this one might be it. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like It really might be. Just to, just to start off, to see, to see Mulan... Well, I would say Mulan is one of the movies that are more practical, right? Like everything besides like Mushu, right? Like a talking dragon. Yep. Everything in the in the movie seems more practical. Like it could be more realistic Absolutely. with everything that's happening. And I think they are really about to bring this thing to life, man. Like I understand why some people might not, you know, say or why some people might say, man, why there's no music in the trailer. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I mean? There's supposed to be no music in the movie. I mean, and that's OK. Because what they're trying to do, again, is kind of retract and say, no, this is what the original tale of Mulan is about. Yeah. And that's what this trailer is saying. Like, no, nah, we're going to the roots of what Mulan is actually supposed to be. And we're going to give you all a little hint, you know what I mean, at uh, Mulan, uh, as you know her. But this is still, in a way, a re definition of the character absolutely you know i want to expand on that a little bit i think this is uh it's interesting because we have gotten these disney live action movies over these past few years that have taken their classic animated movies and have remade them for this new generation and they they've traditionally been live action like you mentioned we've gotten beauty and the beast and aladdin and lion king and uh even cinderella you know and i i find it interesting that though those animated movies are near and dear to our heart yeah um even at the time that they came out, a lot of them in the you know late eighties or nineties, mm -hmm. um, still had some either incorrect, inaccurate, insensitive, or just you know problematic themes and ideas conveyed in their movies, right? right. Like not always being the most sensitive to you know the culture that they might be portraying mm -hmm. or the people that they might include in the movie. And though you know you might disagree with the existence of like these live action movies, you know, in today's time, or you might think that they're cash grabs. Mm -hmm. I, you, to your point of what you mentioned earlier, you can't deny that Disney has taken steps in, I would say, almost all of these films to sort of like self-correct in a sense. Yeah. Um, it hasn't been 100% perfect, right? right? Like I think, you know, you can look at Aladdin and that casting and, mm -hmm. you know, that wasn't maybe 100% faithful to the people that they're depicting. Right. We obviously had a whole conversation about Frozen, which mm -hmm. is, you know, it's not a remake per se, but there yeah. is, there was like a self-correction process that I think mm -hmm. they went through with that. Mm -hmm. Here they are doing this with Mulan as well. Like like you mentioned, they're sort of looking at what was the essence of the original story, right. and they're making that into the movie instead of like, oh, you know, we're just going to recreate the nostalgia of the 90s. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we're not going to do that. There's not going to be like, you know, this sort of like, you know, dragon that we just sort of made up or these songs that we, you know, decided to write. Right. We're going to go back to the essence of what the story is. And I can appreciate that. So I'm really excited. And I think the trailer looked incredible. Like, man, it looks so good, man. And you can hear that reflection in the background. Aww. And you know, Disney's about to come with the music, right? Yo, and even listen. though there might not be any singing in the movie, right? Yeah. You're still about to get these moments. You're like, 
like I know the song You're in the background. Get it. Absolutely. Like, I, and it sounds it sounds so good. And for me, Loki, that's good enough. Like it's gonna connect me. It's gonna bring me to those moments in the animated movie that I do mm-hmm. enjoy. Like we won't get to singing, but hearing it, you know, implemented into the score and the soundtrack yeah. and things of that nature, I think it's gonna totally be worth it. And just from the pure, you know, sort of looks that we've seen so far, this is the second trailer. I'm super pumped about it. Yeah, very, man. very excited. This might be the best live action movie I think, that they've done so far. Yeah, I think for sure this is probably ended up going to be um, one of my favorites. It's done right. The action looks crazy. Oh my goodness. Which already the action in the original line was pretty dope. Yeah. Now we're getting this live action, all these effects, all these, this really big cast of people. Yep. The Huns are on the mountain. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be crazy. It man. seems like it's about to be really dope, man. Again, I just, it would be tight if it was PG 13. They it might would, as well go for it, right? It would be really cool if it was PG thirteen. Mulan got a sword, cut somebody. Like, <laughs> give us some mature content, Disney. Like, I mean, they've done PG thirteen. Yeah, before. they don't like, got they don't got to bleed. Nah, or, you you're know, right. Crazy, but you know, cut yeah, some people a little just bit. Do, do some little, little bit. You know, make it believable, right? right so, exactly. totally here for it. If you're excited about Mulan, let us know. What do you? What did you think about the trailer? Hit us up at Two Black Nerds. Mulan will be dropping March twenty seventh, two thousand twenty. What do we? Want? Let us know if you will be in theaters to check that out. Girl We're gonna stick with Disney. And the next trailer that we got from them, um, this is Disney Marvel, I should say, is Black Widow. Mm. Black Widow finally has her own movie. A long time coming, you know, to say the least. Talk Uh, about overdue. Yeah, people have been asking for a Black Widow movie since... Like, we heard the rumblings, I think, even around Iron Man 2 when she was introduced. But then we got her in Avengers, like the first Avengers, and everybody was like, oh, you got to do a Black Widow movie. Like, we've already done Iron Man and Cap and Hulk and Thor. Let's get Black Widow. And they didn't do it, and they didn't do it. And then it was like, oh, we're going to do a female superhero movie, but it's going to be Captain Marvel, who we've never (laughs) seen before. And then DC put out Wonder Woman, right? Mm -hmm. We're finally getting this Black Widow movie. But to the chagrin of a lot of people, because, spoiler alert, she dies in Avengers Endgame. Right. So a lot of people are sort of confused, like, why is this movie coming out now? Well, if you don't know, Black Widow will be set after Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. and before Avengers Infinity War, which was a two-year period. Yeah. Civil War happens in 2016, Infinity War in 2018. So there's mm-hmm. this two-year gap where we really don't know what Black Widow was up to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so this trailer starts off, and um, we don't really get much of the story. We don't really have a sense of like what's going to happen, but it almost seems as if Black Widow, you know, Natasha Romanoff is going to sort of contend with her past. She's going to address things in her past and sort of confront it head on. And we see her travel back to Budapest Mm -hmm. and she runs into people that she's been associated with and really close with, um, i.e. Florence Pugh, who's playing Yelena Belova. Yes, sir. We also um, saw David Harbour pop up as the Red Guardian. (laughs) That man is overweight. (laughs) <laughs> Obviously cannot fit in the outfit. Um, and we also see Rachel Weiss as Melina Vostikoff, um, mm-hmm. who in the comics is largely known as Iron Maiden. So a lot of characters from like the Black w- Widow lore and history. Um, what did you think about it, man, when you first saw it? I know we've been waiting on it, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Like, it debuted at, like, 1 in the morning, like, Monday yeah, or something like. like. It, it was, like, 3 a.m., actually. 3 a.m.? Our like, time. Yeah, like two, yeah, something crazy. Uh, yeah, but was, what did you think about it I when was, you saw it? For whatever reason, I was awake. <laughs> but this was a really, really good trailer. I think Marvel is trying to keep people interested mm. because everyone knows – Again, spoiler alert, <laughs> that she dies at the end the end game, right? Right. And they had to do to me this this trailer is was in like three phases, right? Like the beginning is like I don't know, like 
where where she where she was and then part two was like where she goes yeah. and then part three is like all right this is what what's about to go down like yeah. it's a really really good trailer i think we get enough um easter eggs right to any marvel nerds brain right to to try to figure out maybe what's going to happen or what's it's really interesting uh, that Kevin Feige said this will set up not only the future of the MCU but the past too, whatever that means. It's a very interesting comment for a character that is dead now. <laughs> like, I, I don't you know tr- how. What are you trying to say yeah. to us right now, Kevin? And Feige? it's kicking off Phase Four too, so yeah. that, that's also you know potentially going to be significant. Right, but I am down for a Mission Impossible Marvel movie. Let's go. Which is what this is to me. This is a 007 <laughs> spy Marvel movie. Hundred percent. I think it's simply going to be amazing, man. I think I think the pieces again they're kind of weird, right? It's yeah. in the past, but I think I think that's what also is going to draw people to this movie again. Really, really good trailer. Absolutely, I'm excited for Scarlett Johansson to finally get this opportunity to sort of lead this movie. Yeah. She's been a popular character not only in you know the comics, but obviously in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and people mm-hmm. have asked for it. Though it's a little bit later than I think a lot of people expected, I think we'll appreciate it once we do see it. Plus, also like exploring new territory, like that two year period, I think is really interesting mm-hmm. considering that after Civil War, you know. Almost every Avenger is like on mm-hmm. the run or in hiding, right? right? Like when we meet them in Civil War, everybody is, sp- or not Civil War, excuse me, Infinity War. When we meet everybody in Infinity War, everybody's spread out all over the planet. Mm-hmm. That's why they got smashed by Thanos because nobody was together. So it's going to be interesting to see like people, you know, such as Black Widow spread out across the world. The Avengers are not really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of doing like these side missions. Um, you know, maybe pointing to like Secret Avengers sort of territory. Yeah. Um, so that could be dope. And I think there's a lot of like, Man, there's a lot of Easter eggs that can really be, you know, littered in there. Like, more flashbacks could probably happen. I would imagine we're going to see mm-hmm. more about her past and her history. Yeah. Um, will Jeremy Renner pop up as Hawkeye at some he, point? There's yeah. no way he won't. Right? Like, are we going to see that Budapest, you yeah, know, sort well, of thing? If we see Budapest, this movie's going to go crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> we've been waiting to see Budapest since 2012, yeah, bro. bro. So, like, you got to have that. And then there's that rumor um, that Robert Downey Jr., in some form or fashion, is going to be in the movie. I don't know if it's a flashback or if it's, like she's calling him on the phone, whatever it might be, but Mm -hmm. that's interesting too. So I think there's going to be other connections to other Avengers. So I'm excited to see what that looks like. I want to know what, you know, what Florence, what role Florence Pugh will play in this movie. She could be, Really dope. Her accent sounds good. Yeah, it does. Which actually. I was like, dang, you sound good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there was this other little Easter egg. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but um, when Red Guardian is trying on his outfit, right? Um, you, or they're like all at the dinner table. Yeah. You can see like um, her sister next to her has on this jacket. Yeah. Uh, or next to um, Scarlett Johansson specifically, uh, next to Black Widow specifically. Um, she has on this jacket. And that's the exact same jacket that she that Scarlett Johansson has on at the beginning of Infinity War. Oh, nice! And I was like, hmm, okay, okay. I don't know if this is like there might know, be a direct I, tie into that, right? Yeah, you you never know. You know what would be tight if like the final scene or one of the final scenes was like her showing up in mm-hmm. the first scene of like Infinity War when we see her pop up with Cap. That would be tight. That would be so tight. So they can like make that yeah, like do yeah. like a Rogue One into like a New Hope type of situation. Yeah, that would be that tight. would be sick. Which is one of the coldest parts of Rogue. Oh one. my god, perfect. <laughs> the perfect transition. I was like, like oh, flawless. Is this what we doing? Um, the no, last no. thing I'm gonna ask you about Black Widow. How do you feel about Taskmaster and the look of Taskmaster? That's gotten a lot of controversy and talk mm-hmm. and discussion on the internet. We saw our first shot of taskmaster um how did you feel about the look um i don't know um because it was one it was so fast right uh hopefully 
I don't know. I I wish we seen more of him. We seen him once. <laughs> yeah, I think, and it was like literally, literally. Like, like maybe t- I, I know we saw him like once with the bow and arrow, and then yeah. also fighting. Dave, oh, fighting uh, Red uh, Guardian. Red Guardian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, man, it was just really fast. I don't know. I think he, I think he might be dope. I don't think he looks that bad. Maybe versus how everyone else thinks. I think um, it's cool to maybe manipulate it a little different. Sure. Um, what I will say is Marvel has this thing where they feel like. Everybody needs to put on this militaristic looking uniform. Which, they always do that. <laughs> which I still haven't figured out why. It's kind they of annoying. Like to do that so much. But, um, which th- you have an opportunity in a superhero movie to make everyone look like superheroes, right? Yeah. This is, that was like a big thing with all the X Men franchise, right? Like, why they keep wearing these. <laughs> these uniforms I feel like that's where it started like yeah. the militarization of like superhero outfits started with X-Men like yeah. the first X-Men that came mm-hmm. out in 2000 because I felt like studios were too scared to mm-hmm. lean completely into what the comic book looks of these characters were it right. was like oh no that won't ever work so we have mm-hmm. to give them like modern sleek militarized uniforms where it's like okay at that time I think that that made sense because mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't much superhero content out right. there and like you, you we, we sort of had to buy into the fact that superheroes were going to be like mm-hmm. a main say you know in theaters but now i mean anything goes now right like we can you can do anything damn near and get away with it just look at what they do on the cw Mm -hmm. i mean they don't even have big budgets for those shows and they put them they put them in full on like those are straight off of like a comic book strip those costumes right i would say that's what dc does right yeah like they they may reimagine costumes but they don't you know what i mean they don't (laughs) <laughs> they keep them how they are. 100%. Aquaman was 100%. Aquaman was crazy. Yeah. Wonder Woman is still crazy. So we'll talk sick. about that later. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, really they, they just keep it, yeah, they keep it cool. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think we haven't seen much of them. I think a lot of the times the internet, we see one shot of a character mm-hmm. and we kind of jump the gun. We don't see the full outfit in context of the movie. Right. Um, I'm sure when we're in the movie, he's probably going to do some badass shit with his suit and his outfit. And we know, like, Taskmaster, he can, he can shape shift and shit. Like, or he can, he can, like, uh, he can basically not shapeshift. That's not the right way to say mm-hmm. it. No, it's not shapeshifting. But he can like gain the abilities of like other people almost. Like he can take mm-hmm. their abilities and like so like if he was fighting Black Widow, he can learn all of her abilities and oh, her fighting style and yeah. use it against her, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um so I'm interested to see how that is introduced and how maybe the costume, you know, might play a part in that. So Yeah, that dude um, was a uh, hella hard in the Spider Man PS4 game. Oh yeah, yeah man. He, I remember watching those cutscenes. He, he looked my ass a couple times. But <laughs> he a beast yeah, in there. I remember a lot of people saying he looked like uh Lord Zed from Power Rangers. Oh my God. <laughs> Lord Zed Oh. I love say like Lord Zed from Power Rangers. Lord Zed was a bum in Power <laughs> Rangers. He got beat every week. That's what said. They said they, oh. that's what they compared his look to in the in the Black Widow. Y'all trailer. not right for that. Lord maybe, Zed was ass. Yeah, maybe maybe it is a bad costume. We don't know. Like again, we just, I just seen this really quick snip. It could be one iteration. Like maybe he has multiple suits. Like true. Almost everyone in the MCU has multiple suits. Pretty much. Yeah. It's <laughs> so. gonna I'm sure it's gonna evolve like throughout the movie. Yeah, at we'll some see. point. So we'll see. Well, let us know what you think about the Black Widow trailer. Black Widow will drop in theaters May first, twenty twenty. Hit us up on social. Send us your thoughts. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Will you be in theaters on May first to check it out? And we're gonna go from one comic book movie to another. And I will say, man, this is my favorite trailer that we're gonna talk about today. Uh oh. We gotta we gotta talk about it. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. We finally saw our first look at Wonder Woman. Yes. Oh my yes, goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Wonder yes. Woman has finally debuted its first trailer and it debuted at the Comic-Con experience in Brazil. Now, you know, before we get into the trailer, I want to say I don't know if you watched the live stream or caught any of it, mm-hmm. but I watched the live stream 
of the panel, the Wonder Woman panel, and Patty Jenkins was there, and Gal Gadot was there, and I will say that that Comic-Con in Brazil looks cracking. It looks so lit. Like, it looks so fun. Like, it almost looks like a concert. Mm. Everybody in the audience had, like, glow sticks. Oh, yeah. When they were waiting on the trailer to come out, people were counting down and cheering. It was like... Oh, they were lit. It was crazy, and, like, you know... We watched some of the videos from like San Diego Comic Con or New York Comic Con, and mm-hmm. I think like those are great. But the vibe that I got from this experience just felt there was so much more energy. Mm. And I don't know, maybe it's because they don't get experiences like this as often as yeah, Americans do, right? Yeah, which is true, right? Like they don't, they probably don't get like superstars to come to Brazil, you know, to present these movies and stuff like that. But obviously, mm-hmm. these are global sort of experiences. I just, I would encourage you, like if you haven't seen it, like go watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, they did like a Twitter live stream. It just looked so much fun. I would like it. It basically wanted me. It made me want to go like to, to this comic. Might have experience. to make an appearance. Man. So we might have to add that to the bucket list. But anyway, the Wonder Woman trailer debuted. Um, and man, there was a lot in there. So if you so don't know, much. yeah, if you don't know, Wonder Woman is going to be set in 1984. So this movie is called Wonder Woman 84. And there's so many 80 references, 80s references in the trailer. Um, done so well. Yeah. And we finally get. First looks at, you know, a lot of the characters that'll be in the movie. So Kristen Wiig will be in the movie as Barbara Minerva, a.k.a. the famous and iconic villain Cheetah. Yeah. Um, We'll also get Pedro Pascal as Maxwell Lord. I actually did not know he was in the movie. This is not a a clue. I seen the trailer like, is that Pedro? Yeah. And tons of makeup. (laughs) And I was like, what are you doing here? So confused. Had no idea. And we're also going to get the return of Steve Trevor, um, played by Chris Pine um, from the first movie. So. Let's let's break down this trailer, man. There was a lot here. Um, yeah. I think I'll just start off and say again, I loved it. This was my favorite trailer. I love the music. I love the whole '80s vibe mm-hmm. and references. It starts off in that shopping mall, and we know like malls used to be huge, right? Like, oh yeah, especially in the '80s. Yeah, I feel like they blew up in the '80s. We saw it even in like Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. earlier this season or mm-hmm. earlier this year. Like that was a main setting for that show. Mm-hmm. We get that. We get some incredible action with Wonder Woman. We see that we're gonna go back to the mascara. Um, there's gonna Thank be sequences God. back there, <laughs> and what they look like they're doing. It looks like the trials of the mascara, and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see what that looks like um we got some invisible jet action like maybe finally well maybe maybe it looks maybe. like it might be but <laughs> we'll say maybe for now it looks like it i hope it's the invisible but, jet yeah. um it's just so much there man i really loved it i loved all the 80s references and then you know obviously what we saw at the end is like the best shit ever yeah. um but yeah i i can't rave enough about this i'm so excited for this movie the first wonder woman is just it's such an incredible movie it is um you know and it's it did so many wonders i think for no pun intended it did so many wonders for just like female driven superhero movies because mm-hmm. we had gotten them but they hadn't been not like that. largely successful yeah that, that changed everything right and so the fact that we're getting the sequel which is also set in a more modern time in 1984 just looking forward to it man i'm so excited dude um it's interesting uh just kind of how the trailer starts off right where like she's lonely kind of mm. and like you can tell she's like been saving the world for a long time um, which is an interesting choice because you know you get to like BVS, uh, at the, and you, it's kind of like 
she hadn't been around. I don't know. Right. That's that, that's what they alluded to that she hadn't been doing like yeah. any sort of like but, heroic work or anything yeah, like maybe that. Maybe that's like a hindsight thing. Sure. Well, maybe you know it's not in, that important. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. And then we get like Maxwell Lord finally, and he's man. doing like these infomercials. <laughs> he looks like such a sleaze ball, so <laughs> slimy. He's like a businessman, and I guess he's trying to sell like this uh, sort of the dream, desires, the desires, yeah. and just you know he's just he's just like a businessman, and he just feels you, you can't trust him, obviously. Yeah. So for those that don't know, Maxwell Lord in the comics is uh, he turns out to be a telepath. I yeah, I actually don't remember how he gets his powers. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, but yeah, he turns out to be a telepath. So, um, yeah, and then we mentioned uh, uh, Kristen Wiig as uh, Cheetah, right? Oh my goodness, and she's like this awkward, <laughs> funny, yeah. you know, girl yeah. um, who's like relating um, to. To Diana, right? It looks like we're gonna get get some of the friendship that they have. Yeah, the friendship, know, which wow. is gonna make it even cooler when yeah. she goes full cheetah. Absolutely, I can't wait till she goes full cheetah. It's gonna be so cool. I'm glad that they held that back too. Like yeah. we didn't get a look at like the cheetah. I'm okay outfit with that. Costume. Like I'm I totally so okay with that. Yeah, they're learning lessons. Like don't show us everything. Give us a little mm-hmm. bit. We still got six months. Yep. You know, so a lot there, man. And then a lot Steve there. Trevor. That's that's the biggest mystery. What happened? What she didn't ask no questions when she seen him. <laughs> no, no. She was like, but would you know? Would you like if, if that like if you saw the love of your life who had died like yeah, what bro. fifty years before? Yep, I'm asking. <laughs> like where the hell you where been? Where the hell you yeah. come from? My theory is that uh, Maxwell Lord, right? Mm. It's like of course he's doing like his infomercials selling desires. Yep. And he has what is it called? What's the name of the machine? That oh, it's that um, it's the uh, wow, it's called the Brother Eye. The it's like, Brother it's Eye. It's like a surveillance sort of like yeah, that's what Cyborg piece uses. of the yeah, Brother, so, yeah, mm-hmm, Brother um, Eye. Yeah, and I think he he's using this technology to. Potentially um, bring people's desires to life, mm. and so maybe this isn't the real Steve Trevor. I guess is oh, my wow. is my theory. Maybe he's projecting, um, projecting again people's desires across the world. Maybe she's just imagining that Steve Trevor is there, right? Because that is what she wants most. It's the love of her life that she had that is no longer there. Um, so yeah, so. it's crazy, man. It's a lot, man. And then we get to that. Oh my God! The invisible, what we think is the invisible jet scene, Bro. where she is lassoing lightning. Let me say that one more time, <laughs> y'all. She is lassoing lightning. So I gotta say, I don't know if people caught this reference, but I caught it as soon as I saw it. Mm-hmm. She rides the lightning. If you don't know, "Ride the Lightning" <laughs> is an album from the heavy metal band Metallica, Metallica yep. which came out in 1984. 1984. I said, "God damn it, Patty Jenkins, you better <laughs> do that." Ride the Patty lightning, Jenkins. What? Yeah. Like that is crazy. She was, she was going. Going crazy, man. This man. movie is about to be batshit. Like uh Gal Gadot said that um this is the biggest movie she's ever been in. She which did, yes. which is crazy to think because even though Justice League we have our thoughts about it, it's still a really big movie, right? In terms 100%. of effects, the people that's in it. And she yeah. said in her that means it's even bigger than that. Yeah. And the trailer kind of showed it. It looks like it. I mean, it looks like there are many, many action set pieces. I, I think the part that gave me the most chills, besides mm-hmm. riding the lightning, because that's the best shit ever. Yeah, I want that gift right now. But the part <laughs> that gave me the chills is the 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 composition of young Diana running really oh fast, my and then you get to older Diana speeding down like she was running Rizzo. so fast. Oh, and I think man. that was like in DC, like she was running down the street. I yeah. was like, holy shit, man. she looks so badass, like. I, I just can't wait, man. Like, yeah, people, they're really going to take it there. People really don't understand how strong Wonder Woman is as a character. Oh, man. And it's, I think, I think they're they're going somewhere, man. Yeah. I love the villains um, that they're portraying yes. here. 
Um, I love the Go Eagle armor that they're bringing Ooh. out, which is a big tribute a tribute to um, the comic, right? Yeah, like, that's the Kingdom Come version. Even, a lot of people wouldn't even thought of this. Yeah, which I know, like Patty was literally reading comics, and she was like, "Oh, we got to do this." That's a deep cut. Yeah, like you, you <laughs> got to be a fan of comics to to pull out that specific armor, right? Like yeah. I. Oh, it's just so much there, man. Yeah, bro. And it's then so much one there. more time, like Steve Trevor and this he got like this eighties outfit on. He got the fanny pack on. That man brought back the well, fanny packs got brought back here in twenty nineteen. Yeah, right. But yeah, we're going back to where they really you really, know started. Yeah, had fanny, he got pack the, on. fanny pack. And he was like, What did he say? He was like, he looked at the trash can. Oh yeah. And she was like, No, that's just a trash yeah, can. Yeah, he was like, That's art? Like it, that was <laughs> He so thought funny. it was art, but yeah, yeah it was funny. It's so much there, man. Wonder Woman comes out June fifth, two thousand twenty. And like I'm we said, the future is female, Mulan, black. Widow Wonder Woman is going to be crazy next year. I do want to just give a couple of like small things about the year 1984. It was a really big year, actually, and I'm, I'm really glad that Patty Jenkins chose that year um, to set Wonder Woman in. So obviously we talked about the shopping mall and how big and popular it was at that time. Uh, we mentioned the Metallica album that came out, Ride the Lightning. It's one of their most famous um, heavy metal albums. Also, what happened in 1984, the original Apple PC went on sale for the very first time, mm. which, as we know, changed the course of technology forever right like right. that's crazy i didn't even realize that that was the first year mm-hmm. um also the summer olympics were held in la on that year which you know the summer olympics obviously is a global sort of situation but they actually were held in la that year which was a pretty memorable year um ronald reagan got reelected in 1984 uh continuing the era of reaganomics and one of the most popular movies ever came out in 1984 that's right ghostbusters which is the perfect transition to talk about the next trailer that we saw today. Ghostbusters Afterlife debuted its very first trailer. Um, and this is sort of the first look that we saw in the movie. Um, if you don't know, it's a direct sequel to the first two Ghostbusters movies. Yeah. So the most recent movie um, that had uh, Melissa McCarthy and Kristen Wiig, um, the rest of the cast, is not being, I guess, considered a part of this specific canon. Um, so this is a sequel to those first two movies. And I saw this trailer today, mm-hmm. and I guess I'll just get into my thoughts about it. I... As I was watching it, I noticed, like, this doesn't feel like Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like Ghostbusters when you initially see it. I don't know what I was expecting, but, I I mean, I did think that we would get the trailer. I did think that we would get the music, the theme in there. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking we're going to see a little bit more of, like, that Ghostbusters nostalgia, and we got some of it, but we, we didn't get a bunch of it. But I liked that, though. I liked how different it felt because... I think it's so easy to just go the traditional route and, you know, just hit all of the the nostalgia points of like what makes Ghostbusters so popular. But Mm -hmm. I think that they learned lessons from that most recent movie, um, which isn't terrible, by the way. I actually kind of liked it, but I know it didn't do all that well. Mm -hmm. I think they might have learned some lessons from that movie and how, how to market this one. And this one feels a lot different. And we're seeing that like this world basically has not seen ghosts in 30 years. They haven't seen ghosts since the second movie, which happened in 89, right? So this is a world without ghosts at this point, and they appear. Um, And it's also, the crazy thing is that it's set outside of New York City, and this is the first time that that's ever happened. Ghostbusters has always been known as a New York story, um, but here we're setting it in a small town in Oklahoma. Um, I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma nowadays, but Watchmen in Tulsa, this is in Somerville, a made-up town. Like what's going on. Oklahoma, what's going on? But um, yeah, it it feels a lot different, but I really Mm -hmm. like that from when I saw the trailer, and then we get, obviously, we get some of the nods 
to the original movie. Yeah. You know, you see you see the uh, the Ecto one. You see yeah. the proton pack pop up. You know, you see those bits that that are very familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I really liked it. Now, like again, sort of a theme. They didn't show us too much. There's a lot left to be seen. I have no idea what's happening. Uh, like we do, of course. Of course, it's always the same thing, right? It's a right. big old hole somewhere, and there's ghosts coming out. And they come out, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I really don't know what's happening. Like, um, we see Paul Rudd a lot in this trailer, and mm-hmm. we have no idea what role he plays, right? True. He could be. Are they gearing him up to be a Ghostbuster, or are they going? This route where it kind of looks like there might be kid Ghostbusters, you sure. know, what I mean? yeah. we, we don't know, which yeah. I thought is an interesting choice, specifically after Stranger Things again, again, man, where we see Will, Dustin, uh, Mike, you know what I mean? They all, yeah, yeah, uh, Lucas, you know, they all have on their Ghostbusters uniforms for Halloween. It's so funny, and man. Mike is in this movie, it's freaking, crazy. freaking Finn Wolfgar, right? He, he he's he's basically he's in everything now. He's in Stranger <laughs> Things, it, it, and now Ghostbusters, like basically all the. 80s nostalgia, mm-hmm. um, all of the sort of like things that focus on like youthfulness and like growing up, coming of age, like those really nerdy things that right. we're just so used to like seeing and being a part of like our pop culture mm-hmm. sort of conversation. Um, he's been there. Like he's obviously, people are going to look back on him like, I remember him and all of this stuff. Like he's, yeah. he's been everywhere. It's kind of cool. I love how they're changing the scenery, right? Like yeah. first we see the Ecto-1, which is probably my favorite part of the trailer when um the little girl is like she pops out uh, like of the oh, seat man. of the ecto one i was that, like oh you're doing a drive-by I was <laughs> like first of all when did this get in the ecto one right i have yeah. never seen this before it was something um, new man. i think in the cartoon there was like there's a there's a seat on the top oh okay, but never yeah. a seat that like pops out yeah, of the side that was something different. <laughs> of the ecto i was like oh this is really cool plus who even has this? Who? Where is the ecto? That's some. That's a question we don't. We still don't know the answer to. How right? is it there? How, how are there? how are all of the original um, uniforms there? I have another theory you know? that um you know uh Harold Ramis of course rest in peace mm-hmm. right isn't in the movie right but maybe that is his daughter. Yeah, and, I, or, or, I, there's a lot like maybe or that's something, his daughter. You know, and like he died sometime, or you know yeah. what I mean. And it's, it's, it can be anything. Or maybe grandson it or can granddaughter. Be granddaughter. Yeah, 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 it can literally be anybody's um anybody's call or yeah. you know what i mean or anybody's uh kid i think there's some relation there at some point that they're going to reveal because i remember in the trailer like when she pulled out the uniform it specifically said he got like and yep. i was like okay so we're either pointing to the fact that she's related or it's mm-hmm. a misdirect and somebody else might be related yeah. um in some form or fashion yeah, well, i like the idea of like your family because she didn't even know about 1984 exactly. right about yeah. the uh what is it called the manhattan cross rip yep uh and so I don't know. I think it it could be cool to you know put this new. What if like it turns out that Ghostbusters are young and old? Like it's Paul Rudd and the girl. It's and, all of them, and it's right? Finn Wolfgang. Yeah, you know, it yeah. could be fun. It's this gonna be, be really dope. This could be a really fun movie. And um, most of the original cast will be back in this movie. Like yeah. we know, confirmed: Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts. They're gonna be back, right? Yeah. Like so, pretty much the whole gang is back. So at some point, and you know what? Honestly, I hope that they. I don't hope I hope they don't show any of their original cast. Like, mm, yeah. let us see that in theaters. I don't need to Which, see any of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be good with this trailer. Just leave it. Yeah, leave, let it go. Like, when keep, it come out, keep it a mystery. Build the build the mythology of Ghostbusters, which I think this first trailer did. It really it, right. it made it feel epic. It made that first movie feel like. It was like a crazy thing that happened, yeah. and nobody talks about it. It's like the fucking Jedi. Like, <laughs> did they really exist? Yeah. We don't really know. Like, we're not Were there sure. Ghostbusters? Did yeah. that really happen? So mm-hmm. I, I like that. Like, keep that mythology, you right. know, and it, it could really build that 
suspense and when the movie comes out we'll get all the rewards from it hopefully yeah, so man, it's really cool maybe we'll see some slimer you know oh yeah man. we got to right but gotta know. see it so ghostbusters comes out next year i think next july if i'm not mistaken um so let us know did you like the trailer are you excited for the movie should they even be doing more ghostbusters movie movies hit us up on two black nerds and let us know what you think the next trailer that we're gonna get to boy it's a lot of trailers no time to die the new james bond trailer the 20 fifth bond movie wow 25 bond movies bro yeah i thought there was more it's a (laughs) lot of movies 50 plus years of history i think we're like 56 57 years of james bond Mm -hmm. um if you don't know this is daniel craig's final bond movie he has confirmed it number five everybody's confirmed it five movies in fun fact he's actually when you look at it by the amount of years he's played bond longer than anybody 14 years yeah so he's been around for a minute this will be his final appearance and um, we're also getting a lot of the returning cast from previous movies uh ray fines is going to come back as m naomi harris is money penny ben winshaw is q jeffrey wright's finally coming back as felix thank goodness i love him um and we also have some newcomers that we saw in this trailer um remy malik is going to be the new villain, um, whoever he is, whoever he is, looks crazy. Um, we're also having uh, Ana de Armas um, coming into this movie, which I'm very excited to see yes. what role she plays. Looks like a new Bond girl, yes. but that's going to be dope. And then, of course, gotta mention Lashana Lynch um, is going to be in this movie. She better be the new goddamn Woo. 007 yeah, in this whole. I cannot wait. Oh, I cannot man. wait. She looks so badass already, and she she's already not taking no shit from Bond as we see in the movie. She's oh, like, ready. what? Like, where have you been? I like her difference in style already too. Where like yeah. of course Bond is like I'm gonna wear a suit and Lashana Lynch is like no I'm 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 like I'm in the military right like, like I'm going to work with I'm this not about special to be, ops yeah. I don't know what you got going I'm not on. about to be looking dressed up and all of that for you um, <laughs> so yeah I, this trailer comes out man what, what did you think about it like we're getting this this the final Daniel Craig appearance um, is it gonna you know sort of live up to like what he's been able to achieve yes and, and it's been a while it's been a while since we got <laughs> you know, into Bond this movie. is this trailer looks really dope to me um, I love. Um, what's happening right um, we end what was the last Bond movie I don't know I'm forgetting it came out in 2015 Spectre oh yeah, uh, yeah. it ends where like in the, in the Spectre where he's supposed to be retiring right yeah. on like Jamaica or something like that and it's been he hasn't wanted to be Bond right yeah. so there's been like what this like five year gap or something like yeah. that where he he has to come out of retirement for whatever reason but it's like Nomi right Lashana Lynch's character is like kind of taking his spot right um, as you know double a double o operative and it's just exciting to to see what's about to happen, man. It looks like a very action-packed trailer, um, as any Bond series you're going to get, right? Um, I hope, one, I hope they pick a really, really cold-ass song like Skyfall was. Because oh the Skyfall song just Woo. still insane to this day. I can't wait to see the song <laughs> in the opening credits. That's going to be so, good, yeah, so dope. I hope it's really tight. Um, I'm really, Christoph Waltz? He's coming back. He's coming back as Ernst Stavor Blofeld. Oh, um, looking real Hannibal Lecter-esque and in that prison cage. Uh, a Marty a fan. Of yeah, him. I hope they do better with him this time because like, his role in Spectre was fine, yeah. but I didn't, really, I didn't really enjoy how they... I mean, they sort of went back to the previous movies and basically made him responsible for everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, word, like, really? That's what y'all gonna do? That was kind of boring to me. So I'm hoping that we get a little bit more um, out of him this time, mm-hmm. a little bit more sinister you know sort of a vibe from from him and Kristoff is obviously capable he's one of the best actors in the world in my opinion so that should be that should be exciting and uh jeffrey wright right coming back from uh he was in quantum of solace i think that was probably the last one he was in because he was not in skyfall and he was not inspector so so. it's, it's it's cool that 
it makes more sense that it's his last Daniel Craig's last film, right? Because I feel it feels like they're closing the franchise off. Absolutely, it's like let's bring some people back. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it'll be their last one too. Absolutely, and let's make it really, really good, man. And um, it was really cool to see uh Remy Malik's character. Yeah, who. Again, we don't know who it is. I do have a theory who it is, though. Uh-oh. I think, well, let's hear it. I, all right, so I think his character, first of all, he looks cool as hell. He has, like, this mask yeah, on. Yeah, it's like his, Phantom of the Opera. And, and his face is, like, messed up yeah. on the bottom. Um, I think he's Dr. No. Oh. Which is another Bond film that came out in 1962. Okay. Because okay. No was also in the title of the movie, No Time to Die. And I think that would be a really cool play on words. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. I didn't even think about that. That might be crazy. Yeah, and I think this could go su- super hard. I think wow. it would be really tight, dude. Making connections to the very first Bond movie Look, on the 25th the first, movie. Come on. You might be on to something there. Come on. You might be on to something If it's there. not, I'm going to be a little disappointed. Yeah, like y'all had a perfect opportunity. You yeah. got to do it. You know, I have fun with theories, though. Yeah. I have fun with theories. 100%. Uh-oh. Well, I can't wait to see if that comes true or not. <laughs> no Time to Die comes out April 8th, 2020. Um, are you looking forward to the 25th Bond movie? Um, will this be a you know great final appearance and final you know sort of curtain call for Daniel Craig? Um, is he too old to keep playing Bond? Will Nomi be the next 007? Will Nomi be the next 007? Shit, let us know what you think, man. There's a lot of questions, and I can't wait to get hopefully a whole lot of answers come April. So check us out, Two Black Nerds. Let us know what you think of No Time to Die. Um, The last trailer that we're going to get to, just want to briefly mention this, man. The Boys, one of the best TV shows of this year, one of the most entertaining TV shows of this year. If you've not seen The Boys, please, please, please go to Amazon Prime and check that out. It's so good. It's so fun to watch. Uh, We saw this trailer. It also debuted at the uh, the Comic Con experience in Brazil. Um, I think it. I think the trailer initially got leaked, and Amazon had to delete it, and then they released it. It was some crazy thing to happen. But we got the trailer. It's really quick trailer, really fast paced. Just a lot of shots. You know, not really any sort of story beats. Um, but visually, man, they show a whole bunch of crazy shit. It's like a minute and twenty seconds. And it's oh my god, it they (laughs) jam packed so much in that a minute and twenty. I was like, word. I was like, oh, is this what we doing? This season looks bloodier, gorier, (laughs) more violent, more. Crate like shit's gonna hit the fan. I was like, how many episodes is this? I yeah. was like confused when I was watching it. And I was like, y'all filmed all of this already? Yeah. And it's like it looks so They're sick, man. It looks so sick. I think the boys, like, that was just one of the biggest surprises of this year. I didn't yeah. see that show coming. Like mm-hmm. we had heard about it and then like the reviews came out and it was like, Oh, this is actually like really dope television. And I watched it and I was like, Oh yeah, I see exactly why. And I just I love the premise of taking superheroes, mm-hmm. deconstructing that idea, and basically if we place these individuals in the real world, how would this shit really go? Exactly. Would we really have like Superman or Captain America or mm-hmm. Iron Man doing these really noble things? Or are we going to have some assholes who right. are just terrible decision makers, bad judgment, and mm-hmm. have their own personal problems in their life that really kind of influence like how they act mm. and portray, you know, portray themselves to the to the greater, you know, world or um, this or so. this like weird ass idea that if you are a superhero, you work for a corporate company. That that's <laughs> that's crazy. That is imagine like, that. They go to work. Yeah, they go to work. This is their job and yeah. this corporation like gives them money, they fund them and mm-hmm. they they market and advertise them. Like imagine how that would work in the real yeah. world if there was like a superhero entity or a team that worked for this huge corporation. Like, would you trust them? Pro- yeah. like how corrupt that can be yeah. in, in general, right? I love that. Like, or what it what it truly means like this show takes the idea of a superhero and it compares it against what's actually good. Like yeah. it's, super, it's being a superhero and being good, the same exact thing. Yep. And 
<laughs> Woo, this look clearly that show not. yeah clearly not yeah. but the show deconstructs that idea yeah i think we've gotten a lot of that lately and before we wrap up on the boys i think we've i mean i the the most interesting like superhero comic book stories that i've feel like we've gotten this year and even in you know, the past couple years have been those stories that deconstruct the idea of like what it means to be a superhero right. like Watchmen mm-hmm. like the boys um, even like you know a Doom Patrol or um, an, an Umbrella Academy it just really different dynamics and ways to look at superheroes and how they mm-hmm. operate and I, I, I love you know obviously I love like the big spectacles that we get like the things that stay a little bit more faithful to the comics and we see those adaptations um but it's always interesting to get the 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 yin and yang of it like give us that crazy violent stuff that probably would happen <laughs> like yeah um they probably would be on drugs and using steroids yeah, and all of this sh- stuff that like, show is dark crazy. y'all the boys is dark and yeah. it's great and it's funny as hell too right it's hilarious so the boys will be coming out next year sometime in 2020 probably the summertime if i were to assume but uh if you saw the trailer hit us up let us know what you think of the boys Woo, we got through all of those trailers, man. It was a huge week for trailers. 2020 is going to be crazy. Can't wait to see all the things that drop, and I'm sure there's going to be more trailers that drop this week. But with all of that said, let's move into the movies that we've recently seen. We got to talk about Marriage Story, y'all. Marriage Story has recently dropped on Netflix this past Friday, uh, December 6th. It is available for the world to see. And Marriage Story is written and directed by Noam Baumbach, um, and it's starring Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, Alan Alda, and Ray Liotta. Um, it's currently doing incredible from yeah. critics and audiences. It has a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, as well as an 83% audience score. Marriage Story is getting all of the praise um, and obviously all of the recognition. It's gotten Golden Globe nominations, which we will touch on later. And it's sure to get many, many other nominations from all the other major award shows. We finally saw Marriage Story. We've been waiting on it. Um, let me know what you think about the movie, man. How did you feel about it? What are your thoughts? Y'all, this movie is... Let me I don't. Let me figure out how to explain this. It's like... <laughs> where to start, right? Where to start. It's like something I've seen before, but never seen before. Mm. It is a deconstruction um, of essentially, again, a marriage, right? Where a lot of times, um, if you see a movie and they're going through a divorce, right? It can be quick maybe that's not what the movie is about maybe it's just an element of the movie but that really literally is what this movie is about and it is done so well on so many fronts like when i say first of all the the acting Mm -hmm. in this film (laughs) y'all it actually there there's so many moments to blow your socks off but that is also that also speaks to the way how well directed this film is absolutely and how well written this film is because there are so many moments very small moments in which the director slash writer right they build up these characters and then they pay them off in really small ways yeah and i wish i could explain that more you know what i mean without without spoiling it but there's like some of the smallest things in this movie that you're like that makes so much sense that yeah. you do that. Yeah. Um. So again, first, uh, I have to talk about this woman, Scarlett Johansson, in the film, y'all. Man, she's really coming to her own this year. She. This. This is the one for Scarlett. Yeah. Um. You know, we've we've all had problems with Scarlett Johansson in the past, right? Whether it be taking dumb roles that she don't belong in, or just saying stupid, <laughs> or just shit. saying stupid shit. <laughs> 
The internet got to leave her alone at some yeah, point, though. But she be doing it to herself. She man. do. She do. Uh, and you're like, come on, girl. <laughs> just just stop. But right. she, I think she finally maybe found her lane. Yeah. This was her lane. She needs more things like this mm-hmm. to to show actually how, how actual, how talented she is. Looks like the Black Widow is going to be over for her, right? So maybe she has more time to do things like this. But- First, can we talk about this woman's monologue in this movie? Oh man, it comes in like the first like twenty minutes. First twenty minutes, y'all. So again, this 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 movie is about again the the slow burn of a divorce, right? Um, everything that goes into it, the process, the emotions, and I don't know. This is a spoiler. I guess it's not a spoiler. I don't know how this could really be a spoiler, but. Laura Dern is her lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. And in the first time she goes to meet Laura, Laura Dern, Laura Dern asks her um, about kind of her life and why her and Charlie, Adam Driver's character, are getting a divorce. And Scarlett Johansson has this monologue to explain her pretty much her life story and why her and Charlie are getting a divorce. And it is, it's probably top five scenes it's <laughs> that I have seen this year. It's y'all. phenomenal. Like, I, I really don't have words to explain it. It's so good. You get everything you need for her character in that moment. In that and it sets moment. up everything that happens. Oh, Every choice man. is made in the rest of the movie. You get so much information from that scene, um, which is, in and of itself, it's probably like a six or seven minute scene, yeah. but you get so much information. I think that's the thing that I love the most about this movie is the information that's placed early on yes. um, that, that comes really full circle by the end of it. Literally at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. The yeah. first two, three minutes le- of the movie. You learn everything you listen, need about y'all, the characters. Like, yeah, listen. Um, I I think that this is a phenomenal movie. It's one of the best movies of 2019, um, without a doubt. Um, the one thing that I will point out that mm-hmm. I think was so well done is how it illustrates that two people, they really had good intentions to begin with when it comes to this divorce. Yeah. They really mm-hmm. wanted to be friends and they really wanted this to be um, an amicable split Yeah, because there's also a son at play, right? Exactly. It's not just those two. Like They have to... They have to, you know, really take into account they they have a child, right? Mm-hmm. And that's this is going to affect him for the rest of his life. And it's so sad to see how outside influences when you bring in the legality of divorce and you right. bring in lawyers and other people, other you know, family members, all of this stuff. How mm-hmm. how influential that can be on that decision. Right. Um, and ultimately, it's a story that is about the end of love. Right. You know, they're no longer, uh, they realize they're no longer right for each other. They, n- mm-hmm. they no longer want to be married due to various reasons. And it's the end of love. And it's it's so heartbreaking to see it disintegrate throughout mm-hmm. the entire movie. And what's most enjoyable for me um, in watching it is how it challenges you time and time again because at no point in the movie does it take takes a side no you know at one moment you start to feel like oh fuck them that's a why would they do that and then you know a couple of scenes later it shows something a little bit different from another character that Mm -hmm. you sort of backpedal and you're you're like like, wait now now i'm actually i'm actually empathetic towards this person Mm -hmm. it refuses to take sides and i love that because in a real life situation like this how likely is it that, you know, both both sides of the situation probably have a good case as to why this is happening. They both also have their faults and their flaws. Yeah. Um, and overall, that speaks to just the realism of this movie, which mm-hmm. is done 
so impeccably. Um, I didn't feel like I was watching a movie. I felt like I was watching a real-life situation play out in front of me over the course of two-plus hours. This could have damn near been a play, the way it was written and yeah. shot, right? Easy. Um, yeah. It's just so it's so well done. Like you mentioned, the, the writing of the script is so human, mm. and then the way that it's acted is so real. Like, you could really see yourself in those situations. And then just mm-hmm. like you mentioned, the direction of it, um, the choices that are made and how it's filmed and how it's like certain things are blocked and like the 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 the, the longer takes and yeah. things like that oh my goodness it was just it was just a master class in yeah. making a movie yeah you would you would think a movie like this again i want to i just want to speak to how they they came with this situation that we don't see in movies about divorce again how you just said right there was there was no side there's no good person there's no bad person you understand why these people no longer work for each other right and the whole movie they're just you expect a bunch of yelling right, right. but no they're just talking to each other very decently yeah it's much like, more complicated it's, than that. it's and it's, it is much more complicated and you you see these little moments of where somebody's holding back emotion Oh my God! So there's one other thing in this movie, uh, Scarlett Johansson does. I'm not gonna give it away, but you'll you'll understand what oh, I'm saying. I already know which one you're talking they're, about. They're having this talk. Yeah, I already know which scene you're talking about. Yeah, they're having it's this heartbreaking, talk, and you're just like, it's, but it's such a real moment because so many people have been in that situation. Oh my! And she's holding back all this emotion, and it, I was like, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it was what, such a real what moment. What is man. this, Scarlett Johansson? That's Where did so this come crazy. from? This is so good. Yeah, and again, um. That's really crazy. In the movie, of course, one of the biggest parts of the movie, right, is uh, what everyone knows now is the argument scene, right? And that's really the only time throughout the movie, you know what I mean? Like one of the, the biggest moments where you see them arguing. And it's really not even that long. Yeah. And everyone in this divorce is like looking out for each other. Like they're still talking to each other. Charlie and Nicole, right, are still talking to each other. And this is weird situation, right, where it's also realistic in the fact that Nicole's mother um, loves Charlie, right? Yep. And how does that look, That's, right? And how, what does that look like? like? They have they have their own relationship independent of the marriage. Exactly. That's how close they are. And it's just it, it was just really cool to see all these things happen on screen that like probably definitely happen in real life, right? Yeah. That we don't get as realistic where you're again you're on no one side and on both sides at the same time absolutely um and please also like pay attention to the lawyers in this movie yeah they were some of the best parts and i one of the things i did not expect this to be a thing in marriage story i found it to be a lot of the time very humorous i laughed actually quite a lot more than i expected to in some scenes like it's kind of ironic because i think like noah and like his script he placed humor in certain pockets of the movie that you wouldn't expect it to be a humorous right. situation in that moment, mm-hmm. but the way he injects it is so brilliantly done. And oh, like, yeah. you could be laughing one moment, but mm-hmm. then the very next second, it's like, oh, I'm not, I shouldn't be laughing no more, right? And right. Then, like, he directs it in such a brilliant way. And like, what Ray Liotta and Laura Dern They're and so Alan Alda do funny. as like the lawyers in this movie. It is some of my favorite stuff. And then just also the last thing that I'll point out is just like. This is a small thing about the movie, but it's no, it's not small. It's a big thing. The whole relationship between L.A. and New York mm-hmm. <laughs> and how that is certainly a very pivotal part of this movie and yeah. like why this is playing, mm-hmm. um, playing such a role in their divorce. But there's this like this this running gag about L.A. and New York and like the living circumstances mm-hmm. and situations and space and all that stuff. It's just re- it's really I think a lot of the humor that's, uh, you know, sort of injected into the movie was was brilliantly done and, and very well executed. Yeah, speaking on the humor, my favorite parts of the humor besides Lord Dern, which Lord Dern was 
she does what she comes to do every time, right? Um, was actually Merritt Weaver and uh, Julie, Julie Haggerty's characters, which is Nicole's sister and mom. Mm. And they are just so real to me. Yeah. <laughs> that they're. That's family you, right you, there. You'll understand it when you see the movie. Yeah. But um, her sister is so funny, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's so. In the, the, so awkward at times. The mom right? just loves. Charlie, her, her child's exes in yeah, general. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, that's her thing, right? Yeah. Like she, she keeps up with them. She still has relationships with mm-hmm. them. Like she's really like fond of like these people. If they're you know if they're good enough to bring home, she develops relationships, and that plays out in its own interesting ways. Yeah, man. Um, there's so much to love about this movie. I mean, we can go on and on. Marriage Story is out. Check it out. Um, let us know what you think. Netflix, y'all. Um, it's on Netflix. It's available for you right now if you have Netflix. And I would encourage you, if you want to sort of be hip and in tune with, you know, award season and what's going to get nominated, this is absolutely going to be uh, one of the front run- runners for this year. So check out Marriage Story and hit us up at Two Black Nerds and let us know what you think of the movie. Let us know if you liked it or you didn't enjoy it, and we'll talk about it. The next movie we're going to talk about, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, neighborhood. starring Tom Hanks. Um, as well as supported by um, Matthew Reese, Susan Kalichi Watson, sorry if I mis- mispronounced that, and Chris Cooper. Um, this movie is written by Micah Fitzerman Blue and Noah Harpster, and it's directed by Marielle Heller. Um, it's doing incredibly well um, mm-hmm. in terms of reviews. It has a 95% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, a 91% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, and an A cinema score. So incredibly good feedback for this movie um we finally saw a beautiful day in the neighborhood um i guess i'll just start off and say that this was completely unexpected um because i'll just you know i don't want to give it away but i i will just say that this movie is not what you think it's going to be um it's actually much deeper than i think mm-hmm. um i expected it to be because going into this movie I was, you know, interested to see it. I don't know if I would say excited. I was interested to see it, but I, mm-hmm. I kept wondering to myself, well, you know, we literally just got that documentary last year. Yeah. We literally just got Won't You Be My Neighbor, which I think paints an incredible picture of Mr. Rogers and who he was and the choices that he made and mm-hmm. just his impact on, you know, society. And so I was really wondering, like, what's going to be different about this movie when we just got that documentary a year ago? And, oh, yeah, it's totally different. It's completely different. It is not what you think it is. If you if you haven't, like, looked up the movie or if you haven't read anything, if you have an idea of, like, what you think the movie's going to be, I'm pretty much going to guarantee you that it's unlike that. And I enjoyed that a lot. I enjoyed that the movie is a lot deeper than I expected it to be. It explores some really mature themes. It gets dark at times and really sad. Um, And it really talks about, I think, just like how important it is to have empathy for Mm. people, which is, I think when it comes to uh, relationships with like family, whether it be like a dysfunctional relationship or maybe you just don't have such a good um, relationship with a parent or a sibling, because of circumstances, it's easy to resent those people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that that plays a part in this movie, but I think it also lends lends to the fact of how important it is to have empathy and to display kindness to people. Yeah, um, you never know what somebody's going through. Um, you never really know somebody's circumstances. So, above all, like this is really kind of a family movie. Mm. Um, not in the sense of like you should take your whole family to see it. <laughs> yeah. It's a family movie that explores those dynamics and what right. it means to to have a strained relationship with somebody in your family and what that looks like mm-hmm. um, for you as an individual. What sort of journey are you going to take um, to either mend those fences or not 
whatever that choice may be. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was great. And then, you know, I'll just speak on Tom Hanks. Um, I thought he just did a wonderful job mm-hmm. as Mr. Rogers. Like I bought in, like he did everything that Mr. Rogers did, like all of the nuances and just how he moved and how he talked. Yeah. Even like, I don't know if people even noticed this, like Mr. Rogers used to do this thing with his eye, like his like left eye would get a little wide at, at, mm-hmm. at certain points. And I noticed like Tom Hanks did that a couple of times. And I was like, what the, like, that's crazy. <laughs> he got the detail yeah. down to that fine of a, of a point. So, I mean, he's the goat. What you expect? Yeah. It's Tom Hanks. Right. <laughs> so, um, overall, man, I thought it was a, a beautiful movie and I really, I walked away really, uh, pleasantly surprised by it. Yeah, I was actually, my biggest surprise for this movie is not even understanding that it's not about <laughs> Mr. Rogers, right? Where it actually follows Matthew Reese's character. Yeah. And who was a, what, a journalist for Esquire, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he gets the assignment, right, to write a, a I guess a piece. It's like a profile. A profile Mr. about yeah. Mr. Rogers. But nobody wanted the profile nobody, because it's like, Mr. Mr. Rogers is perfect. Mr. Rogers perfect. What yeah. can you say about him? And he was already known as an asshole writer, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, all right, what can you possibly, <laughs> <laughs> what can you possibly say about the, Mr. Rogers? On, That's yeah. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, to me, it's another movie about therapy. Yeah. Uh, partially what it is again, right? Like we've been seeing a lot that a, a lot recently, right? Like your waves and Honey Boy and the daddy issues. The, are uh, the daddy issues are crazy. Really something <laughs> else, y'all. I really did like this movie. Uh, I believe that it it was like a different, not different, but it was a, a good kind of emotional feel that I wasn't ready for. Yeah. Um, it was it was a little slow and a little sappy, but still really really good. Yeah. It it was probably doesn't crack my top ten, right? But it was still pretty fire movie absolutely um, and again we get susan calici watches and my mind was a little underrated in this um she was also in this is us and here we go again who's this <laughs> another black woman who has yep. to put up with like the backbone of some man absolutely. who's going through some daddy issues yep. um which is but she does an amazing job nonetheless right mm-hmm. and i was like man she kind of has like a bigger role than i expected her to have yeah. in this movie she's um, really important to the movie yes yeah. especially in terms of i, don't, I guess i want to call her a theme but i want to call her like a i don't know uh a, a, a monument maybe yeah. uh, uh something very tangible in the movie that i think people don't understand that they need um in times of grief right or uh just just realizing the things that you do love versus the things that you wish you would have loved already. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it's a, it's a really good movie. It yeah, really is. absolutely. It's a, it's a beautiful film. And, you know, again, I think it caught me by surprise in a variety of ways. And it's, I think it's a, a great complimentary piece too. won't you be my neighbor is a documentary. Like if you want to see and learn about Mr. Rogers, you have a piece about that. And then I think you also have a piece that explores how he impacted other people. Yeah. Um, and how, the way he carried himself can sort of translate to things that you can consider for your own life. Mm. Um, but ultimately walking away from it. And I know that Mr. Rogers wife also wanted this to be a very important thing for this movie mm-hmm. in the fact that we should not portray him as a perfect man. Right. And he has flaws. He's human just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He deals with his own emotions and things that, you know, he sort of has to contend with. And I think that they touched on that in really, really nice ways throughout the movie. Um, they sort of, you know, bring them up mm-hmm. initially early on and they pay off in, in really creative ways um, towards the end of the movie. And I really appreciated that because he is a man. It's, 
probably as good of as any man could be, mm-hmm. uh, but still a, a human and a man nonetheless, right? That right. that um that has his own personal things to deal with. So yeah, it's crazy to think this movie was literally based off the article. Yeah, that he wrote in real life. Exactly. Um, yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah, definitely. So. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is out. If you've seen the movie, um, hit us up and let us know what you think of it. Does Tom Hanks hit the nail on the head as Mr. Rogers? Does it really, you know, sort of speak to you in terms of like the family dynamics and all the different themes that it explores? And let us know what you think about the movie, man. So, with that said, we're going to keep on to the theme of movies. It's been a big, big movie week today, this morning, um, as of this recording. <sighs> the Hollywood Foreign Press has announced. <laughs> It's nominations for the upcoming Golden Globe Awards. Unfortunately. Um, suffice to say, I am no fan of this award show. I'm, you know, it's not a thing for me, right? Like, it just, it happens. We we acknowledge it. Everybody important goes. I think mostly to get drunk, but it is what it is. The nominations came out today. I don't think we'll spend much time on it. We just want to point out a few things. Um just want to give a quick shout out to those who are nominated at the Golden Globes. Uh, Cynthia Erivo was nominated as uh, Best Actress um, in a Leading Role for a Drama for Harriet. And also Eddie Murphy was nominated for Best Actor in a Comedy or Musical for Dolomite Is My Name. Yeah. And Dolomite Is My Name is also nominated as Best Picture for a uh, Motion Picture Comedy or musical, um, <laughs> but the, not but not best motion picture. But not best, yeah. So those <laughs> are the lone um, nominations for specifically black actors, actresses, um, in films in this year's Golden Globes. Um, there's a variety of other nominations that have came out that talk about TV and movies. Um, just honestly, this is a goofy ass show. I don't have any other way to put it. The categories don't make any sense. Um, the splitting of genres for me never makes any sense and they also don't split them consistently amongst all categories mm-hmm. and then the whole blend between movies and tv i weird i just don't i don't i've never liked it um but yeah i mean we saw the nominations there were a lot of snubs man you have any thoughts on uh what you saw today when they released these where are the damn women was my thought nowhere to be found right all these all these crazy uh great Women, you know what I mean, uh, making movies, directing films, and not a one nomination for best director. It's crazy. What do we uh, have? The farewell, which yeah. is uh, nomin. It is nomin. That's nominated for something, but not her as a director. Yeah, the farewell. Uh, um, Honey boy. Honey boy. Directed by a woman. Or, um, uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Directed by a woman. You could have put Queen of Slim on here. Uh, yeah, Melina Matsuka. If Kate Blanchett is nominated for Where'd You Go, Bernadette. Listen, <laughs> which that movie did not do that great. The, no, it didn't. You, you can't. Melina Moustakis for. Yeah. Come on. There's so many. For, come on. There's so many movies that were directed by women. So many great movies directed by women this year. Like mm-hmm. the fact that like not one was nominated is it's just beyond me. It's beyond me. Honestly, like I, I whatever. Right. Like if that's what you're going to do. OK. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, also, just want to point out, like, the Hollywood Foreign Press is, like, 90 people, bro. Like, 90 what, it, people. what is this committee, right? What is, what is this committee of people? What do they really do? Um, from what I understand, the Hollywood Foreign Press is made up of basically journalists in the industry. Um, journalists, critics, you know, people that, you know, basically write about movies. I don't really understand who decided that they have the power and influence to make these nominations every year, but it's fucking ridiculous. Like, Who let's are just, these people? Let's just be honest. Like, it just doesn't, when you have the Academy, like, and 
okay, the Academy of yep. Motion Pictures, Arts, and Sciences, not perfect by not any perfect. stretch of the imagination. However, that Academy is made up of like over 8,000 people, yeah. and it's made up of people in the industry. And they're getting better. And they're, yeah, they are getting better. They're, you know, accepting, they you know, more suck. diverse. Yeah, they but still they're suck, back. but they're getting, getting better. better. They're, they're trying. Mm-hmm. I, I see them trying, right? But it's made up of writers, directors, actors, actresses, right. sound technicians, makeup artists, like all the people mm-hmm. in the industry, right? So right. when I see nominations come out, Though a lot of the time I don't agree, I often know like, but you know what? This is coming from the peers in the industry. Right. This, however, I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is. Um, but I will point out like I want to really sort of like point out like you you talked about the no female directors. I want to read a tweet from um, Alma Harrell who directed Honey Boy, of course, a credible movie. She made uh, I thought just a, a beautiful tweet earlier today. Uh, she said, "Good morning to everyone that's writing me about the Golden Globes. I feel you, but know this." I was on the inside for the first time this year. These are not our people, and they do not represent us. Do not look for justice in the award system. Mm. We are building a new world. You know, I wish we would do that more often. Stop looking for justice in the award system. There's a lot of people that, I mean, I know I do it sometimes, but yeah. I just be, like, disappointed more yeah. than, like, too angry, you know what I mean? I'd 100%. Be just like, Ugh. But it's but the, it, that's what makes the wins feel so good, you know right. what I mean? When like when Jarell Jerome wins for when they see it, so yeah. you know when Moonlight wins Best Picture, it just makes it feel really good. But I'm not necessarily seeking, you know what I mean? The validation. validation. Yeah. Again, I just spoke on Queen and Slim. We yeah. talked about how the movie may not do that well in the award season, but it's iconic for us. Absolutely. And you don't have. I don't need that. Nobody else to technically validate that. Exactly. Exactly. I do wish we did more of that as well. Um, it's nice to see movies win awards because, um. In the case of certain award shows, it is being validated by your peers, right. which I do think is important. Yeah. I do think that that's like something that a lot of people in the industry they seek out that validation. Mm-hmm. Um, but she specifically mentioned like representing us, right? Right. Just gonna put it out there. I don't really know the inner workings, but just by general research, the Hollywood Foreign Press is not their peers. So for them to make these nominations, yeah. whatever, bro. Like you'll you'll have your show people will show up everybody gonna get drunk because nobody really cares about the show they just want to have a party and sit in the audience and we're gonna make gifts and memes out of everybody's reactions that night um that's really it so those are the uh golden globes our thoughts on the golden globes let us know what you think about the the nominations um will you watch the show when it comes uh when it comes on i think it's in like it's top of january like the first sunday in january or something like that something like that uh when it comes on so let us know what you think about the nominations Last thing we're going to touch on today, man, um, something big happened. Ooh, something big has something happened, y'all. Something big, big has happened. Look, look, look. You want to talk about it, man? For the Whoa. first time ever, our Miss Universe is South African. Let's go. What? what? Let's go. So, uh, this past Sunday, uh, Zozabini Tunzi, right, um, is has been crowned as Miss Universe right after, I think, the runner-up was Miss Puerto Rico? I think so, I yeah. think um, was the runner-up, and... For the first time ever in the history of ever, Miss America, Miss Teen USA, Miss USA, and Miss Universe are all black women, y'all. Oh, man. This is... What a time. This is something else. And not only that, they're all different shades. Yes. And they all have different hairstyles. And it's just beautiful, man. Uh, I believe uh, Zozubini Tunzi, Miss Universe again, was from Eastern Cape. And this is just really dope to see, y'all. Uh, I can't even imagine... Uh, just being a young black girl right now, right? Where growing up, you didn't see none of this. Mm-hmm. Um, shows like this weren't even made, you know what I mean, for people that look like us. weren't They weren't made for black and brown people. And to see us now dominating <laughs> the space is really something else. Um, Absolutely. That speaks to, again, the, the elegance, beauty, the poise, you know what I mean, of the black woman is clearly finally being seen um, by people across not only the United States, not only 
Africa, right, as a continent, but throughout the entire world, and amazing, man. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I just want to point out Zoza Bini. She uh, she does incredible work. She's an activist, and she's really uh, her focus is on uh, you know sort of the um, the narrative around you know gender based violence and the roles that that gender gender you know plays. And um, I think she's taking a really unique stance on these things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just lovely to see something like this happen. Right? Um, it's incredible, and the fact that like all of these women are being represented, and like you mentioned, they're all different shades and holding all of these really prestigious honors is it's just something to like really marvel at um i want to read a tweet from zozabini after um it was announced that she's miss universe she said tonight a door was opened and i could not be more grateful to have been the one to have walked through it may every little girl who witnessed this moment forever believe in the power of her dreams and may they see their faces reflected in mine. I am Miss Universe 2019. That's crazy. Wow. Um, that damn got me emotional reading that. I was like, <laughs> wow, that is, that's so, that's just, it's just so amazing, right, yeah, to see. Yeah. And like you talked about, um, how many little girls will see her and look up to her and aspire for yeah. whatever they might have, you know, um, that they want to do in their lives. It's just um, the, the representation of, like, what she means to people is uh, it's just an incredible thing to see. I don't. I don't know if this is I don't know what which fact this is, but I'm going to say both and one of these is right. So <laughs> either either she's the third Miss either she's the third Miss South Africa to win Miss America. Okay. Or she's the third from Eastern Cape to be Miss South Africa. Okay. But I think she's the third Miss South Africa to win Miss Universe, I think is the fact. Got you. Yeah, Got I think you. that's the one. If somebody's listening, if you, if you know, <laughs> hit us up and let yeah, us know. Like, but I can, think that's yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely good to point out, though. But nonetheless, in a phenomenal achievement. Just so happy to see it, man. It's 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 been really really a beautiful thing to see all of the love spread on social and to see how much of an impact um, that's had. And um, yeah, shout out to Steve Harvey for not you know tearing up tearing up again uh, like he did 2015 because <laughs> we did not need that again. Thank yeah, goodness. Um, but those are our thoughts on Miss Universe. Let us know. Did you witness the moment live as it happened? What are your thoughts on uh, Zozabina Tinzi winning Miss Universe? Of course, it's incredible, but you know, just engage us and let us know what you think about it. And with all of that said, man, I think that's it for this week's episode of Two Black Nerds. I just want to say um, 10 episodes in. It's crazy. We've been going at it each and every week. We try to come to y'all each and every week with this uh, with this new content. Thank you so much for rocking with us through this journey as we continue to... Uh, to tackle these subjects each and every week uh, as it relates to two black nerds whether it's movies music pop culture fashion technology i mean whatever it is that we're interested in we're gonna uh, make a point about it um but definitely you know thank you for rocking with us and i don't know i guess i'm getting emotional because it's like the holiday season holiday right? like we, we in real you know family spirits holiday real friendly spirits you know so uh it's yeah, a really really beautiful time but thank you again for for checking into two black nerds each and every week man yeah man we appreciate y'all beyond measure you know what i mean i have to say uh it's almost time for two black nerds movie club it's coming we finally got a movie we solidified a we, movie. the votes came in y'all the first yes, movie we'll is. be watching is bad boys let's go on netflix bad I'm boys so one um bad boys three is coming out next year yep really 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 soon so let's gear up uh get ready to watch the first bad boys i'll put out what time very soon probably literally uh beginning of next week yeah um honestly uh it's right on time man right I mean, on time so actually be watching out for the time in a couple days yep. um so we can all get together um and watch this bad boys first bad boys movie together it's a 
classic. Um, the first time we see uh, Will and, and Martin Lawrence together um, in the film, which Martin Lawrence got him the job. Yeah, exactly. Um, they were really hot at that point. In time. They were I mean, hot. Too. Martin Lawrence had Martin. Will had Fresh Prince, Prince and they were the small. Time. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> they were. They were mad skinny. They were mad skinny. Uh, they uh, they had that season one face on them. It was like that real that real thin <laughs> face. Like this is the beginning of the series. Um, yeah, man. It's crazy, but man. We'll, we'll get together. Um, we'll set this movie date. Um, we'll hashtag to be in right two black nerds to be in a movie club and yeah man we'll just start discussing the film as we watch it so again be ready for all the details to come out soon on social media absolutely man really excited for the two black nerds movie club and like you said like bad boys for life is coming out in january so this couldn't be like more perfect time and like check out this movie and revisit um really a classic that launched i think those two careers into superstardom um really making will and martin really prevalent for us. so i'm glad y'all chose that as the movie to watch for the very first movie to watch for the two black nerds movie club um you know i guess just on another note man it's uh it's December. Ooh. It's the end of the year. Christmas. Um yeah, gotta wish everybody listening a happy holidays. Happy y'all. holidays. Whatever y'all. it is you celebrate, whether it any be Christmas everything. or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or any other celebration, whatever it may be. I think we just want to wish you a happy and blessed holidays. Um, hopefully, you have the opportunity to spend it around family or friends or loved ones. Um, you know, really just want to send out thoughts and prayers to those who cannot um, do that or who are not afforded that opportunity. But you know, for the holiday season, I think it's always it's always a nice thing to be in a giving mood and to do something that gives to other people, whether it be people within your own family or maybe somebody less fortunate that doesn't have that opportunity. Um, just keep that in mind, right? Um, so definitely have a happy holidays, and of course. A happy New Year too. We're we're entering a brand new decade. Right, it's getting crazy. Yeah, this this will be the last episode you're here. Um, that's not a special episode. We have more special episodes um coming in this time. But as far as the main episode, um, this last time you're here is for the rest of the year, y'all. Man, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> I just realized that that's true. Yeah. Am I ready to let go? Wow, is this like a season finale it type? Is. Just like a this season, is. like season one finale situation. Like it really is. You're so right. We're not. You're yeah. You will not hear new you know sort of like late breaking content like you say a part of like our regular weekly episodes until after the new year Um, but we do have like other special episodes coming you best believe early january though coming back with the heat we'll be back it'll be uh gearing up so i guess uh, we appreciate y'all for the season the season one of two black nerds hey man i'm really happy with this season yeah it was really successful um you know really kind of surpassed my expectations being able to do this each and every week um from all the people that hit us up and let us know that they watched or not watch but listen to the show um, whether it was constructive you know, feedback about it or whether it was just giving thoughts and opinions on the things we were talking about. I always appreciate it. That feedback, yeah, it man. lets us know that people actually listen to this thing. Because no, really when I, you record a podcast, there is no audience. Yeah, so. you, like, you don't know who listening. Yeah, so it's good to, to, to have that uh, that affirmation that people are tuning in. Thank yeah, y'all. Man. It's mad wild. Somebody hit me up and was like, y'all got merch or no? I was like, what? Hey, I said merch. <laughs> wow. Merch. Wow, merch. <laughs> <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Hopefully coming yes. soon for real, man. Hey, I definitely, we'll we'll definitely see what's going happen. on, man. The first thing we're gonna talk about in 2020: Nick Cannon versus Eminem. That's gonna be the first topic. <laughs> I got some things to say about. No, nah, I really don't got things oh, to say wait. about that. I'm like, are we sure this is 2020? <laughs> yeah, that's like that's like 2010. 20, yeah, that's like yeah. 2010. That's, that's kind of old. We're not gonna be talking about that, y'all. Don't no, please. That's no, whack. Um, but no, we got wrap up the year, of course, um, with the the best movies. Yeah, right? best movies. Um, best movies of of 2019. Of course. That's gonna be man it's, it's been a crazy it's hard year. It's y'all 
really difficult. Uh, we were thinking about top ten, but yeah, whew, yeah might I don't be know. Fifteen. Yeah, we're going to see because there's a lot of great yeah, stuff that's come out in these really last difficult. few months. So it's really difficult. We'll see. A lot of content coming for y'all, but always, man, stay in tune with what we got going on. Um, and can't wait to see y'all in the new year. For sure. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Thanks for tuning in. Again, this has been Two Black Nerds. We're too black and too nerdy. And we out. Peace.